0: from the South Bronx podcast hosted by me, Crystal. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I wanted to take a different approach to this week's topic because it did make me think about something. And it's often a trope that we see a lot in, um, usually in like romantic comedies in terms of a film. And, um, it made me think about the whole idea of the nice girl syndrome and how being the nice girl doesn't serve you long term. And uh, I'll, I'll preface this by saying that um, in theory and on the surface, I do still consider myself as the nice girl, but there is the other side of me where... I can be not so nice and to the point where I'm putting my foot down and I am indicating my boundaries and what I will accept and will not accept. So I am not being like rude or nasty or anything like that on purpose towards anyone. But if I feel like I'm being tested or I feel Uncomfortable with a particular situation being nice just for the sake of being nice goes out the window from there I'm going to state my case which I will explain to the person how I'm feeling that this is not cool I'm not really feeling this so depending on whatever the situation is if it can be resolved in that instant moment with me addressing it, I would hope that things can move forward. But there are just some things that are not quite resolved in that instant because then you're going to get pushback. And for those, for those listening, you probably know what I'm talking about when I say this in terms of pushback. Let's say someone does something to you that you don't particularly like. You quote-unquote put your foot down and you speak your boundaries, now all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, like where did this come from? Let's be clear about something. Please don't mistake a person being a nice girl as a person that has no boundaries. There seems to be this misconception that because the person is uh, seemingly nice that you can essentially just walk all over them and just do whatever you feel like doing with them and face no sort of consequence after that while some of it is true because I think the nice girl syndrome tends to play along with the idea of keeping the peace and perhaps avoiding confrontations and because they just don't like the drama they'd rather not say anything and they rather not get into it with that person for fear of perhaps... The person rejecting them, the person walking away, the person no longer being their friend, their lover, whatever. I feel like there's so many layers to it aside from just, oh, that person is nice. And while some of it can be true, it's not true for all. For me, I would say, for as long as I've known myself, I have always been uh, an observant person. I tend to pay attention more to people's actions than I did their words and i would then see at some point if the words and the actions would line up and if they weren't aligned then that would tell me you know something is way off uh something needs to be addressed if not this is not going to work and i've done that with exes i've done that with guys i was getting to know little did they know that Although maybe I wasn't saying anything at that particular moment. I was being very observant about how they were moving. I would say a past mistake that I have done. When you're playing that nice girl syndrome. Is not addressing things as they come. And that's not to say to address every little thing that pops up. Because I think that too can also be a little. A slightly problematic. Because then it's like okay are you looking for. For, for trouble at this point like do you have to be addressing every single thing that that is coming your way I think I think it goes by like a case by case situation but I think when you're hitting like the major points where it's like major problems they're really problematic then I feel like those are the things that you need to address right away and before in the past I had that issue where I wouldn't address things right away I would kind of just store things in the Rolodex and then be like Yeah, if this person continues to do this, I'm going to have to address it at some point. And they're not going to like what I'm going to say. Here's the thing. When you're confronting someone and you're still playing this whole nice girl syndrome, um, no matter how it's addressed, the person is going to feel slighted. Even if you say, hey, like in a calm manner, just say, hey, I really didn't like when you said this. Or I really didn't... uh, like when you did this this made me feel such and such so i think for us to move forward if you could not do that again because let's just say um that really hurt my feelings or it made me feel you know just kind of fill in the blanks so regardless when you're confronting someone i've i've learned throughout my life it it's never easy myself personally i don't like drama i believe um August Alcina, he did an interview and he said something to that effect where he said that he does not like drama. In fact, drama actually makes him sick. I wouldn't take it that far for me per se, but I will say that drama, it, it does something to my body where I'm like, my nerves are like very haywired. And it's like, it's because I know what I'm about to do. And I think it's that instinct. My body is responding to me in a way where it feels like it's a frenzy going on and it's like yeah crystal like you're gonna have to be prepared for whatever this person says back to you and that's another part of confrontation that people don't really talk about yeah you can be open and honest with how you're feeling towards that person just to kind of place your boundary in there but you also have to prepare yourself for whatever that person is going to kick back to you you would hope that with you bringing up how you feel that things would naturally smooth over and resolve on its own or it's resolved right then and there but sometimes people want to give you pushback and like "Uh uh-uh like I didn't say that or that's not how I did it or like why you why are you um why are you being so serious or why are you taking it this way or blah 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 Like When people do that, it seems like they're not trying to hear you or not trying to understand where you're coming from. If I, as a person, am am coming to you and telling you that I felt hurt about a situation or something that you said, but your pushback response is, in some way, shape, or form, basically saying you you shouldn't feel that way, I don't know why you're feeling that way, that's a problem to me. That tells me that you're not listening, you're not being... um, I guess you can say like empathetic. You're not being empathetic to my feelings or anything like that. So it's like, okay, now what? (laughs) And so, like I said, going back to what I said in the beginning, uh, talking about romantic comedies, it made me think about the movie Boomerang. Now, I would hope that most of my listeners out there have actually seen Boomerang. At least I hope. If you haven't, um, to me, I think it's a classic. I I thoroughly enjoyed it for the aesthetics. and I guess it's because I'm a New Yorker, of course. And so you see a lot of that throughout the film. So it definitely, it definitely brings that kind of nostalgic feeling. And I love seeing film and photography and listening to music. Anything that makes me feel good, anything that's more on the, on the nostalgic side, those are the things that I appreciate even as I get older. So... Going back to Boomerang, great movie. Um, like I said, I love the aesthetics because it was set in New York. You saw black people working in the corporate space, you know, doing their thing. You saw people like just living their lives, you know, just being their best selves in their career, and that's what I appreciated about this movie. But digging a little deeper, because um, we, we, you know, we talking about the nice girl syndrome. I guess we can kind of look at this as a little bit of a case study. And so it's it's interesting that because when I was younger, I gravitated towards uh, Halle um, Halle Berry's character in which she played Angela Lewis when I was younger. Now it's like as I'm older, I'm leaning more towards uh, Robin Given's character in which she played Jacqueline Breuer. It's It's interesting how as you get older, your lens changes and how you see the world how you look at yourself now differently and i related to angela so much because she was essentially what we call the nice girl she was she was sweet she was charming she had this like light-hearted fun energy about her she was artistic she because of course you can see that um not just in the art when we look at her apartment but you can also see it by um, her her clothes, the the choices in her outfits, and this is something that I guess as I'm getting older, I'm paying more attention to, in terms of films, and I think we need to give films like these a little bit more credit because they are more intentional than we think. When you're factoring factoring in like the costume designers and stuff like that for these for these type of films, so uh, going back to her character, I like the fact that she she was successful in her own right. Now, granted, she wasn't like top boss like. Jacqueline, but she was still talented and she served her role she served her purpose working for that for that marketing company and we say that she's a nice girl syndrome because it was in comparison to Jackie or Jacqueline's character because we see she's kind of like a little bit on the opposite side and when I say opposite I mean she was more polished in terms of how she was dressed from her hair to her nails her jewelry her dresses i guess in terms of and and i guess that's just from the aesthetics we 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 didn't fully know her as a character per se in terms of her personal life all we really saw was the interactions that she had with um marcus who's played by eddie murphy and um her small interactions with angela so you can see like the contrast between the two i think Jackie would be portrayed as someone who would be like considered like the boss, which she which she was literally. But she also carried that aura about herself because she had this uh, presence about her that was very powerful in a sense. And when you're looking at Angela's character, they it kind of I don't know if it was intentional or maybe it was. They kind of made her seem a little bit more on the meek side. I I thought about this movie because it's like man like Angela like me and Angela related on so many levels like and 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 I would say even now in in some cases that we do still relate in terms of being artistic in terms of being sweet being kind uh being driven that that kind of stuff but because we didn't see her speak up for herself really until t- towards the last parts of the movie. I can see how that changed. and and maybe there there may have been some uh, viewers out there who thought, okay, that's that's not possible. Like people don't just switch up like that when and, and I don't want to give the story away, but there is a point in time where she does s- literally do a complete 180. She switches up and it's down to looks and personality. And there may have been some viewers out there saying, "Oh, that can't happen. Like people don't just just switch up and change like that." It's it's more it's more true than you think. And I think that's why I related to both of the women so much because it's like Angelo was who I was, but Jackie was who I was aspiring to be, someone who is strong in their presence, someone who um Basically, commands attention without trying. Someone who knew their place in the world, someone who seemed to have carried some sort of like emotional intelligence with not uh, mixing, uh, not letting the emotions aspect get in the way with the personal and the business, Um, seeming to be very emotionally detached, more level headed, more cool. Meanwhile, you had Angela on the other side who was more on the passionate side, who was maybe more expressive with her feelings. And while I won't say that one is better than the other, I think what works, what works out for me, I think is having a mix of both. And that's just because of past experiences that I've had in terms of dating and relationships. And I've learned that, Being a nice girl doesn't serve you long-term. It truly doesn't because people feel so entitled to you. People feel entitled that they can walk all over you. They can say whatever they want to you. They can do whatever they want without any sort of repercussions or any sort of consequences or they don't face any sort of karma and think that it's cool and to treat another person like that, you know, forgetting that, you know, you were the person that was trying to i'm just going to use me as an example you were the one who was trying to get to know me like i said i've i've been through uh a situation or two in my life where i felt like okay looking back now yeah i think i was a little bit too nice i was letting too much stuff slide to the point where not because i was um like meek or i didn't have a voice i've always had a voice remember I was just saying that I was being more observant and I didn't want to be too nitpicky about every single problem that would come up. I think I was more so waiting for, not waiting, that sounds bad because it sounds like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. I think I was more so being vocal when major issues started coming in. And that's when I had to address even the smaller issues. And I guess on the outside looking in, it could kind of look like it was a buildup leading to that point. And yeah, I, I can see that. But I mean, I, I guess for me, I would hate for somebody to be so nitpicky about every little thing that I'm doing wrong with me all the time. Instead of taking the time to get to know me and understand my quirks a little bit and why I am the way I am. And that's probably why I kind of became a little bit more on the observant side. Just to kind of watch and see, like, is this this their character? Is, is this this do they do this for a particular reason? Is, is this why they are the way they are? Now, like I said, I'm not in the idea of embracing toxicity into the relationship. So if I see something that is completely way off from my boundaries, from my morals, from my values, then at that point, I'm going to address it. But if it's like a small minor quirk, um, I'm probably not going to address it immediately unless I, like I said, unless I feel like it's extremely detrimental to that particular relationship and and where it's going or where i would like for it to go or where we would like for it to go something like that and yeah nice the nice girl syndrome people have this misconception that you have no boundaries and you have lack of respect for yourself as a person who has nice girl tendencies i would say that is not 100 percent true there are some elements that are true some elements that are not true I I would say for me, when I finally put my foot down b- about something and I addressed something that truly bothered me, where it really wasn't sitting right with my spirit and I felt like I needed to address it with this person, otherwise things would not get resolved and things was just, would go nowhere, I noticed the people that would be on the receiving end of it, they would be so taken aback that at first they wouldn't and they wouldn't know how to respond initially and and this is what i'm saying with with the whole nice girl syndrome when people kind of express themselves people take that as the initial shock kind of sits in and they're just like whoa like where did this come from like all of a sudden What what are you bucking up for? (laughs) That kind of thing. And it's like, no, it's, it's called boundaries and it's called having respect for myself and I want to address this with you. I remember I had to do that with a friend of mine. I... It was something that I... I noticed that this person, that she would do from time to time and it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I think I need to say something to her because... I don't like the way that this is going and I feel like this is this might mess this might interfere with our friendship. So, I addressed it with her. I said, "Hey, these are my boundaries. I feel like for us to move forward with our friendship, we need to not have keep having this, you know, same conversation over over something that we've already addressed before, you know? And we we talked it out. We we both agreed, you know, well, at least she was um, understanding of where I was coming from and then we let it go. So that was something that got resolved uh, quickly. And while that did work in that case, it has not worked for other times where I felt like I've had to confront um, someone that I was dating or anything like that. And of course it it went a little sour, but um, that's that's life. And here's the thing about what I had to learn later in life about setting boundaries and, and being vocal. If you really think about it, you may be a little like nervous or hesitant about speaking up towards someone that you care about. Because again, the the idea, the the fear of rejection, the fear of how they're going to respond, the fear of how they're going to take it, the fear of whatever this relationship friendship is, if it's going to be ruined, if I say something. Listen, while you sitting there thinking all these thoughts, overthinking, being hesitant about it, being nervous about it. If you really think long and hard, these are the same people who had no problem telling you how they felt and put their boundaries in place. So why should you be scared? Why should you be nervous? Why should you be hesitant? And that's something that I had to learn later in life because when I when I had to sit with myself, I was like, wait a minute. Huh, I remember a time when I confronted a particular guy about something that I did not like. And although there was a little bit of pushback, he understood where I was coming from. But then I was like, why am I being like iffy about it? He had no problem telling me um, what he didn't like that I did or said or anything like that. So why sh- why should I be fearful? I- I'm-, I'm in this too. So, hey, you can be vocal too. No one says that you can be vocal. And to be honest, if they can't understand where you're coming from, and I feel like I feel like I have to say this um, disclaimer, I feel like there's an approach to to confrontations. Like it's a case by case basis, and I know there's some minor things, and then there's some extreme things. And I don't want to tell anyone how you should talk to people or how um, you need to address things. But what has worked for me is. Not on some knuck if you buck" energy, but just kind of let them know, like, I didn't like this. I I don't want, if you could not do that again. Or I didn't feel particularly appreciated because you did this or whatever. And I feel like just saying it straightforward with a calm tone, for me, um, that seemed to have worked best. I've seemed to gotten, gotten the best results out of that. And like I said, I don't wanna tell nobody what to do because you could just be in the heat of the moment and something quickly happens and all of that calm tone (laughs) manner go out the window. So I totally get it. And like I said, it goes by case by case basis. But for us women out there, uh, this whole nice girl syndrome and thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't say anything, blah, 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 blah. Like why? say something. If it's bothering you that much, You definitely should say something nice. The nice girl syndrome. Like I said, it really doesn't work long term because it it can get you short term results. But if you really think about it, are you really going to be happy? Like, are you going to be satisfied with what you have received? Are you going to be satisfied with the outcome? Did you did you think that? In that particular moment, everything was resolved and so that particular issue won't be brought up again or it won't become an issue again. Like, could you really move forward after after that? Or, let me say it this way, by you sitting back and being quiet, did it really serve you or your relationship to not say anything when it did come up because then that leaves room for the person to continue their poor behavior and think that it's okay being the the sweet, charming all the things that I've all the positive traits that I said about the Angela character in Boomerang it's great in theory but I just don't think it works long term. Sometimes I feel like having that assertive personality that I don't want to say dominating or domineering but I don't want to say aggressive either because that could come off as being negative, but I'll I'll just say this: having that assertive personality too, like definitely being cognizant and aware of your surroundings, aware of what's happening to you, paying attention to your body. Like if your body is reacting a certain way and it doesn't feel right, or in your within your spirit it just doesn't feel right, then that's when the other side needs to kick in, that assertive side, that that person that is vocal about their feelings, is vocal with their thoughts, just going to be straightforward with it, just going to address them face-to-face or over the phone, what's happening, how you feel, and then move on from there. Because if you continue to just be observant and not say anything, just to keep the peace and not be confrontational, it it just, like I said, it just leaves room for people to just walk all over you and you're not going to feel good about it trust me (laughs) so um i guess i'm just gonna leave it there i (laughs) i was hoping that this episode wasn't gonna be too long but um yeah it was just something that i thought about like i said because i was watching the the movie and it made me it just kind of made me want to do like a quick character study on um the angela character and how like i said just The nice girl syndrome, it it just doesn't work. (laughs) Not long-term, at least. It just just doesn't. And also, you kind of see that, like I said, I think I mentioned that towards the very end, like she does a complete 180. So even then, you can see like her nice girl syndrome kind of went out the window. And she realized in this world, you got to assert yourself, boo. You really have to put your foot down. You really have to be that one that just be like, like takes no nonsense. Like you really you really have but balance so that's 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 all i'm gonna leave it there <laughs> with balance <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode i definitely appreciate the support continue uh, spreading the word. continue um sharing with your friends don't forget to hit the subscribe or the follow button um based off of whatever podcast streaming platforms you're using and uh i guess I will um, see you next time. So until next time, take care.